Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for Daily Spark with Dr. Angela. You guys know who I am. I'm Dr. Angela Butchester, and you know what I'd like to do on my show. I want to enlighten, inspire, and empower you to become your best. Now, Scripture reminds us that the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And that's what we want to do today. We want to get you fired up about my guest. I'll be spending time with Norma Barber today, and we'll be talking about her book, Children of the New Covenant. So go on, get comfy, get cozy, get your coffee, or get your tea, because we are about to get started. Hello, Miss Norma. Thank you so much for joining me here today on Daily Spark with Dr. Angela. Hello, Dr. Angela. It's a pleasure. It really is an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Now, as is tradition here on the show, we always ask our guests to tell us a little bit about themselves. There may be some folks out there that are unfamiliar with you or your work. So first question for you is, uh, what makes you, you? Uh, what a question. I, I think I'm me because that's who God created me and I, I was telling my daughter just recently that I'm so glad that my parents taught me to to be me, not to try to be like other people, just to be me. And I'm I'm grateful. I'm learning to accept my strengths and weaknesses and that makes me me. I think I'm very comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, being an author, is that something that you have always wanted to do, or did you find that uh, this was just uh, another way uh, in order for you to share your message? I, I have tried to ponder that question, what made me want to be an author, and I can just recall growing up as a young girl in my homeland, which is originally Guyana, South America. I recall that when I attended church, there was a lady in the church. Her name was Mrs. Merriman. She was the librarian of the the city librarian. And I remember her saying, speaking, she was a member of her church, and she said, one of the things that she always wanted was for her name to be in a book, in a library. And I recall that that statement stuck with me, and I, adapt, I, I adopted it so that it became my dream, that one day I would like to see my name on a book and I would become a writer. And over the years, I just 
I, I've made the habit of journaling, keeping notes, and as I'm an, a writer by inspiration, as the inspiration is downloaded into me, mm-hmm. I write. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Now, when it comes to the title of your book, Children of the New Covenant, uh, how did you come about that title? I know many authors will say the title came to them first, and they wrote the book around the title. Others um, have mentioned that they simply started writing the book, and then the title kind of developed out of the writings. How did you come about the title? The title, Children of the New Covenant, is a sequel to the first book, which was Children of the Promise. I usually get my inspiration when I do my morning devotion. I have a routine of having morning devotions. And as I read the Bible, I see faces. I see people doing things that bring up images to me. And I, 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 I just keep making notes on writing. So when I wrote Children of the Promise, which is like a historic writing of Joseph and um, Miriam and Moses, those were three. They're, they're stories that can stand alone. But it came to me that maybe I can put these three together. And then I found that inspiration kept coming, and I got the inspiration for Children of the New Covenant, which is another trilogy of um, the story of Abraham and Isaac, the prodigal son and his father, and then Uh the story of Jesus and Father God. Uh-huh. I like it. I like it. Now, when it comes to the the appropriate age for uh, the reader of the book, I always ask it this way. Would you say that your book is appropriate for high school, uh, or would you say college age and older? High school meaning, meaning uh, ages 14 through 18. I would say 14 through 18, but it's also open to older people who are interested. The the goal hmm. is really to get people to read the Bible. It's right, right. Really I, I like that. It's the objective. I like and that. So now, be, do you have to be um, a seasoned uh, member of the faith? Like, do you need to be mature in your faith to be able to follow along with the story? Or if you if you are a babe in the faith, if you just got saved, let's say, a month ago, would you still be able to follow the storyline? I'm, I'm sure you would be because I tried to write it. As with a teaching background, I try to write it so that it would be applicable. It would be simple enough, but yet with meat that would appeal to people. But the goal is really, after reading this, to go back, because it is nonfiction, the goal would be to encourage people to go back to read the Bible. Yes, I, I like that. Bible story. Mm-hmm. I like that. Now, with every author, um, there is an uh, 
overarching message that they want to get across to the reader. Uh, be it that this is not a fiction story, I don't have to ask you about the personalities of the characters or anything like that, but I want to make sure that everyone understands what the overarching message is uh, in your book. Authors have a tendency to, to choose storylines that give us nuggets along the way as we read so that we'll go from chapter one to chapter next and pick up those nuggets along the way. What is your overarching message uh, that you want to make sure that the reader picks up along the way? The message of children of the new covenant is the message that God the creator through Jesus Christ picked out uh, a group of people, the Hebrew nation, to be like a connection to the world. The message is that God loves the world and he has a plan. He has followed a plan to bring the world to him. He wants the world to know who he is, that he's a good God. He is a very good father. He is loving, he's caring, he loves each of us, and as a father, he looks out for us, and we can depend on him. The message is that it's trying to get people to realize how good God is, and he created us, and he wants to connect with us, and that's basically the message. I like it. I like that. Thank you so much for for explaining that for explaining that to us. Now, for for some folks that are that are out there, um they are looking for a book that is relevant to what's going on in the world today. Um for for some folks that is self-help for others that might be something political or uh self-development in some way shape or form. Um for someone who is looking for that relevant to today, how would you say that your story would um, I'm sorry that your book would um, would would really kind of um, lighten um, be on their bookshelf? How would it apply to them? The Children of the New Covenant tells the story of three fathers, and if the reader is a male and a male parent, the story of Abraham and Isaac uh, should appeal to fathers who are striking out, trusting God, and believing God. It's a story of faith. It's a story of trusting God. When Isaac asked his father, I I see that you have the wood, I see you have the fire, but where is the lamb? He did not know that he was the lamb, but here was a young man who put his trust in his father, and he went along with the father's will for him. So he became the sacrificial lamb, which was a representation of Jesus and his father later. Then we came to the prodigal son, who was a rebellious son, 
very typical of the age in which we live, an age of rebellion, an age where children want to do their own thing and they want to go off in the far-off country and explore and experience life for themselves. And that story is a story of the father's eternal love, his unconditional love for his children. It appeals to the parent who might have a rebellious child, who might want to turn away from the child, but because of his love for the child, the parent stands by the child. And it's a message to parents that regardless of how wayward your child might become, as a parent, you need to show to that child the love of God, unconditional love. Yes, your child might say things to you or do things to you, but you need to be there for your child. It speaks to the age in which we live. And finally, the ultimate love that Jesus gave his father when his father required him to go to Calvary. And his father tells him what he would experience and asks him, was he ready to go through all of those experiences? And Jesus said, I, I'll go. Uh, we, we've often heard people accuse others of being Jesus killers. But Jesus did not see it that way. Jesus said, I, I, I am doing this because of me. I'm doing it for my sake. I give my life. No one takes it away from me because that's the command I've heard from my father. My father told me, you, you can at any time give up your life. You can at any time change your mind. But um, he said, no one takes my life from me. I am doing this because of my love for humanity. So the message, general message is God's love for the humanity he created. That's really the story of the, 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 the story of each. I love it. I love it. Well, Norma, it is time for us to go to break. But before we do, can you remind everyone, please, what is the title of your book? Where can we get a copy? And how do we stay in contact with you? Okay, the title of the book is Children of the New Covenant. And it is available in Amazon bookstores. And to get in contact with me, my my email is nobar at comcast.net the book was published by ex libris so alrighty everyone now you know where you can get a copy of the book we'll be back right after this And we are back. Thank you so much for joining me for Daily Spark with Dr. Angela. I'm your host, Dr. Angela Chester. My guest today is Norma Barber, and we are talking about her book, Children of the New Covenant. Now, my next question for you, Norma, is um, for for 
some people um, they they want to know how to how to properly read the book. Um, I know there are folks out there who like to uh, start at the last page and see if they like the book. Others like to kind of uh, do the the dropsy me method, if you will. You know, you kind of just drop the book and wherever it opens, that's where they're going to start. But I know that for some authors, they they try to guide us along that journey so that we can really utilize or properly understand uh, what they have included in their book. Um, would you say that your book is best read starting with page one uh, through to the end? Should we do uh, chapter one before moving on to chapter two? Uh, what's the best way uh, to read your book? Or does it or does it not matter? The reader can start where they like. It does not matter because the book, the, the three stories stand alone or standalone stories put together the they depict the love of fathers for sons and the love of God for his children. But they, it doesn't matter where you start. You could pick any of the three and, you know, read on. It wouldn't make a difference. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to when you were in the in the process of putting the book together, you had to determine which bits and pieces you were going to include uh, in the book. Many authors have told me that they simply just write everything down and then they go back and edit and determine, you know, if they're going to keep that story or even that section uh, for that matter. But they didn't want to edit themselves while they were in writing mode. With that being said, my question for you is how did you determine uh, which stories you would include or, or which passages, what uh, pieces of scripture you would include in your storyline? I continually edit. <laughs> I even now as I look in the book and I re reread, I am a continue I continually proof and edit. So um I I write the stories and then I continually go back over and over again and try to see what I could improve on. So I think that people would be able to read from any part that they want to read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, would would you say that this was uh, an easy book to write in that it did not take you uh, very long to write it? Or would you say that this book really took uh, time and dedication because it took a while because um, I know that for, for some authors it is the the researching and making sure that they have the proper you know scriptural text and, and that um, they don't take anything out of context so on and so forth. Um, how long did it take for you to, to write this book and, and why would you say it, was, it, it took that amount of time? So Time for writing is, I write by inspiration. It's like it's being downloaded into me. And I have to pick the pen up and write. If I don't, I lose whatever is downloaded. So I have to write. If I, um, in my devotions and I am studying the story of Abraham and 
images begin to download in me. I have to write, write, stop whatever I'm doing and write. So it really doesn't take very long for me to write because I hear it in my spirit what I'm supposed to write. Then I return to the manuscript and I embellish, I kind of make corrections, I prove to my ability and I get the finished product. But it doesn't really take that long because it comes to me. I'm inspired to write. I'm told what to write. I like how you said that uh, it is a it's kind of like a download and I have to I have to agree I know that when I'm praying about something or I am seeking that answer it does kind of come to you like a download you know instantaneously you know you're given all of the information and you're right if you don't go and write it down you may lose it so I, I cannot agree with you more there please do not take that for granted that you have been given the answer please take the time to write it down or do like a voice memo or something but make sure make sure that you get it down I can I cannot agree with you more there now you have within sharing your the the book and in, in the storyline uh, you have chosen to give your character a particular voice a particular personality if you will in, in how they're sharing the story why was it important to do that because I wanted to show a face. I think people run away from the Bible, ignore the Bible. It's such a fascinating book. But I think people move away from it because they are unable to see faces. And that was one of the objectives of the trilogy is that I could put a face. You could see the face of Abraham. You see the face of Isaac as he walked to the to the altar. As you you need to see the face of the prodigal son, his brother, his father. We need and the face of Jesus. I've always wondered what was Jesus thinking of when he was presented with a plan to redeem mankind putting a face. So I was trying to put faces on these people, and I believe that by putting faces on the characters, that people would want to go back and say, I wonder why did she, why did she give this person this kind of trait, character trait. But going back to the Bible, and I tried as best as possible to stick to the original storyline but um i wanted to put faces on on the characters oh i love 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 that idea and i think that you you really touched on on something that is that is quite true norma and that is um nowadays i think that more and more people understand that the pictures that we have been shown throughout our childhood is an artist rendition you know like that the person was 
actually using their cousin, you know, as a as a stand-in to to paint a biblical uh, person. But that is not the actual, <laughs> you know, that that's like that's not the actual person, you know. Uh, as much as as much as folks um, uh, find the painting to be beautiful and magnificent in its art, um, that is that is not the true depiction of of what those people looked like. And I, I think you're right. That is uh, a turn off or a turn away uh, for so many people because they can't paint that picture and yeah they can't see it in their mind's eye but but you have given them um, a different way of, of seeing it and still understanding uh, the truth of the scripture but still allowing them to, to see it in a different way and I think that is that is amazing absolutely amazing and especially good for our youth you know um, they they don't want uh, a renaissance version of their faith they want their faith to be real and tangible so I, I love that I love that now for for some authors that I talked to you um, they they realize that um, they have been bitten by the author's bug but others have said dr. Angela I am one and done I have no desire to write any more you know past the book that we're talking about today so my next question for you Nora is where do you stand do you do you wish to continue writing uh, more books in the future or are you going to complete this trilogy and be done dr. Angela I recently turned 80 I can't even believe it but I, I have been writing over the years, and I have about five books. Three of them have been, the manuscripts have been completed. But I have about five books, and I'm looking forward to spending the rest of my time turning these into publishing them. So um, I, it's, I haven't finished I I still don't, because my writing is inspired, I don't know what the Lord will tell me to write next. But I do have scheduled a, a, at least three right now that I am planning to. Yes, ma'am. I can. I can definitely. I can definitely understand that. And I. And I like how. I like how you said that you have something scheduled, but you're not sure what the Lord has for you. I feel the same way. I. I, I kind of have that sentiment as well. Well, this is what I have planned for the day, but who knows what the Lord is going to bring? So you. You do kind of stay open-minded that way. And and I love. I love that sentiment. Well, Miss Norma, if we have about a minute left in the in the program, and I, I want to ask you this, just in case someone joined a little bit late that they get this overarching message again if there is one thing that you want to make sure that the reader understands having picked up a copy of children of the new covenant Ms. Norma, what would you say that one thing is that one thing is that God has entered into covenant with humanity it is entirely up to us to sign on in, into that covenant but he has committed himself, his goodness, his love, and his support to us as we walk through life. He wants us to know him, and we have the opportunity to sign in to that covenant. He's a covenant-making God. 
I love it. And what a perfect note to end the show on. Miss Norma, thank you so much for spending time with me here today. I have I have loved my time with you today. But before I let you go, can you remind everyone, please, what is the title of your book? Where can we get a copy? And how do we stay in contact with you? The book is Children of the New Covenant, published by Ex Libris. And it is available in Amazon bookstores or wherever books are sold. And my contact is nobar at comcast.net. Thank you again, Ms. Norma, for being a guest on the show today. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, yes ma'am. And listeners, thank you for spending some time with us here today as well. You could have been anywhere, but you chose to spend it with me today, and I thank you for doing so. As always, may the Lord continue to shine his face upon you. May you receive his grace and his mercy in all that you do. Until next time, everyone, remember that you, you are blessed in the Lord. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.